0: Welcome to a special edition of In The News. I am Brett Burney from appsinlaw.com.
1: And this is jeff richardson from iphone jd Brad, i'm excited about today's episode because i always love the end of our podcast where we have the in the know segment yeah. with a tip but today's episode is pretty much all in the know
0: it's pretty much all tips. <laughs> we like it so much we're just gonna pile a bunch of in the no tips i love it well, i love it even more specifically we thought this would be a good time since both of us are actually going to be traveling a little bit over this summer uh, and we know a lot of other people are either going to be taking vacations. I mean, we've all been following the headlines of people that are itching to get out and travel again or go on vacation, see some family. So this special edition of In the News is a treasure trove of travel tips and trinkets. Lots of tips. <laughs> I know. It's great. I like it. But you and I, I, I just thought this was great since I know we've been talking a, a few things about some apps that we both like. Uh, as we're traveling planning our trips everything else you know making sure we got all of the charge cables and all that kind of stuff we have some gadgets that we wanted to share with everybody and frankly just some some general tips whether you're flying somewhere or going on a road trip and so yeah I'm very excited about this and let's just jump right in because I know we've got quite a bit to share with everybody Jeff here's sort of the way we broke it down right with our sections today Um, first of all you're going to talk about a way to plan the trip which I think is great We'll talk about portable power and some plug power. And a lot of this is pulled also from some of the things that you've already been reviewing, Jeff, or have been reviewing over the years, which is great. Then we'll have some specific things about taking a road trip, you know, in the car. Uh, then we'll talk about some specific tips. If you're flying somewhere and then a couple of security or maybe I, we got three or four like little security tips. And then kind of at the end, a grab bag, a little miscellaneous, as it were. So why don't we start? Yeah. Why don't we start right off with plan that trip with I know an app that both of us like quite a bit.
1: Sure. So I'm going to recommend that people take a look at TripIt, um, which is free, but I especially recommend that you take a look at TripIt Pro, which is 50 bucks a year. And let me give you a tale of two uh, travel scenarios to show you (laughs) from my own personal experience why this is valuable. September of last year, 2021, I had left New Orleans for a business meeting. I was in the Carolinas and I knew that Hurricane Ida was headed somewhere. I had no idea if it was headed to New Orleans. Um, I was in the meeting and TripIt Pro has a feature that it will immediately tell you if your flight has been canceled or changed or something like that. And so right. I got a alert from TripIt Pro saying that my flight had been canceled immediately. I jumped onto, I was traveling Delta. I immediately jumped into the Delta app, uh-huh. booked an alternative flight so I could get right back home that day. I had not planned on going home for a few days so I could be with uh-huh. my wife and kids to help them for the hurricane and stuff like that. Right. And right. then I jumped in a lift, which my iPhone helped with too, got to the airport and I was, I was on a plane, you know, very soon. Other people, Uh, that I was in the meeting with, not, not all of them are from New Orleans, but the ones that were from New Orleans, they did not get those timely notifications. And by the time they looked for alternative flights, it, they were, the the seats were gone and it was, would have been too late late to make them anyway. So Tripit pro saved my bacon. Um, I'll tell you another story in June, my wife was traveling to New York. She doesn't have Tripit pro. Sometimes I'll put her trips in my Tripit pro. I didn't for this reason for whatever, I don't know. I didn't think about it. And we got to the airport early in the morning for an early morning flight. And normally you think that if you have the first flight out of a city in the morning, you should be in good shape because the plane's already there from the night before. But we get to the airport, and I drop her off and I'm, and I'm circling around after dropping her off in the morning at like five in the morning. And she texts me and says, my flight was canceled. I'm like, oh. uh-oh. So, and there were no more flights that day. It was a total pain. If I had had TripIt Pro Whoa. turned on for that flight or she had been using it, she probably would have known before we even left home and could have you know, had more options. So that one feature of TripIt Pro helping you with cancellations, it, it can be a game changer. But that's just the beginning. The real thing I love about TripIt is it's it's made for itinerary. So you can put your flight information, yeah. you can put your hotel, your car rentals, everything you have, restaurants, meetings, whatever you're doing. And it's easy to add things because you can usually just forward an email to a special email account, plans.tripit.com, right. right. and it will know yes. who you are and it will add it. Um, and you can share it too. So like if my wife and I are planning a trip, I will add some stuff and then she might book a, a dinner reservation. So she'll add it. And the itinerary is shared between the two of us. So that works great or, you know, a colleague at work, whoever you want to share with. Mm-hmm. Um, it also has, you know, lots of information about your flights, about you know, helps you to pick the best seats. You can upload documents with it up to 25 documents if you're paying just three, if you use the free service. So I really like TripIt Pro and I have gone back and forth in the past saying, is uh-huh. it really worth 50 bucks a year? Right. What if you don't travel that much? Right. But you know what? I, I, I think I'm, I'm, I'm there for now on. I mean, the value it gives you when you're traveling is just so fantastic, usually better than what the, Airlines. Let me tell you that that story about my wife and her yeah. trip. The airline never emailed her or texted her oh. or anything to say oh. that the flight was canceled. Um, wow. The TripIt Pro does that. So that's that's a long thing. But when you're planning your trips, TripIt Pro can help you plan it. And then when you're on the on your, your trip, it's like having somebody right there by your side looking out yeah. for you.
0: I have to say I think you're convincing me to get back into it because like you I went the other way. <laughs> I paid for it for many years, Jeff, especially when I was traveling a whole lot more and even before the pandemic it just my travel kind of just um waned a little bit and so I let I let TripIt lapse, at least the TripIt Pro. I still use the app a little bit, but the sure. Pro version I didn't use. And um now that I'm traveling a little bit more, I I have two or three stories almost exactly like yours, Jeff, that I would get a notification on TripIt about a delayed flight and get to the gate uh, desk and talk to them. Before they Anybody announced it over kind of the last week. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. And Jeff, just even that alone was so worth it because I was like, actually, you know, I, I feel like that this might be delayed. Can you get me on something else? And they were looking at me. I could tell they already knew. Right. But they weren't a, a supposed to make that official announcement. I mean, anyway, just a similar story to what you're talking about there. It is totally worth it if it is a lot of travel. And like mm-hmm. you said, I do the exact same thing sharing my itinerary with my wife, for example. Mm -hmm. because instead of like having to tell her what hotel I'm going to and the flight number and all that kind of stuff, she just has it. So, wow. Okay. What a great tip to start off with because it's good.
1: I got one more travel tip, which is not related to an app. It's just sort of a tip, which is yeah. when you're traveling, remember that internet connection is not dependable. And so it's really useful to download documents, whether it's down, you know, a document yes. that you're working on for work yeah. or maybe yeah. it's, you know, the information about the, the if you're going on just a vacation, you know, some city that you have something you want to read. There's right. ways in every app in Dropbox itself, you can choose to save things locally um, or, or maybe on your iPhone or your iPad. I just recommend that you always think about that. What's the document that I'm like to want to read on my iPhone or on my iPad. And can I download it so that I don't have to worry about getting access later? Or even just for entertainment, if you want to have a video to watch on the trip, obviously you can't even stream on an airplane, but even if you were going to watch it in a hotel room or have your kids watch a cartoon, you can't depend upon Wi-Fi being fast enough. So download before you go is my tip.
0: That, boy, <laughs> that one right there is good enough, just for they have in the know. But, man, okay, that was we, – we wanted to start that off because I think TripIt is such a great little uh, tip for just in general traveling. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, man, we got so much more. I even have my Tommy Bahama shirt on today, even though I'm not really going to the <laughs> – I'm not going to the beach anytime soon. But let's go to the next one, which I know a lot of people, this next section, uh, will ask about. And we're calling it portable power, but also plug power, Jeff, because some of this is the portable batteries. But we also wanted to talk a little bit about some of the, I guess, pluggable <laughs> batteries mm-hmm. or pluggable chargers. Here's mine quickly, I'll start off with. I just got this maybe about, uh, maybe just about a month ago, and I got to tell you how much I love it. It's quite pricey but this is Apple's MagSafe Duo charger. So one of the things that I used to do every night was we <laughs> downstairs in the kitchen area, we have the spaghetti of cables, right? So that everybody plugs in their phone at night, and now almost everybody in my family has an Apple Watch, so we all have to have the Apple Watch chargers there, and then the iPads get plugged in and everything else. And that's fine, But. I knew that I wanted something to to more easily travel with to charge my phone and my Apple watch, and there's a few you know several other companies make something similar to this Belkin is one that we I know we've talked about, but i I love the little form factor of this, and here I've got it here to where it's almost like a tiny little book, almost like a a kid's book, mini book on here that just is magnetically snaps together, but you can open it and then one side has the wireless charger for either my iPhone or my AirPods pro charging case, right? And then the other side has this little ingenious, little flip up here for the Apple watch. And I just love the fact that this is such a small form factor It is $130 if you get it directly from Apple. I think I saved maybe about $15 or $20 getting it through Amazon. Uh, It does come with a lightning cable. The only thing is I wished Apple would have updated this, uh, Jeff, and maybe they will. It does require a lightning cable, so the same kind of a USB cable that you would use to directly charge your iPhone. You plug it into the side of this MagSafe Duo charger, and then you gotta have, of course, the the brick for the power uh, as well. But I've taken this on several trips now, and I just love the fact that I can just slip it right into my briefcase. It's really neat, and I'm not really sure why that Apple has a whole support article <laughs> on how to use this, but they do. <laughs> um, so uh, th- th- this is this is neat, at least if you want to do it. But I I find it to be so easy. It's really nice to just lay the phone down, and you can see that it immediately you know it'll it'll blink on and tell you that it's charging. And then this is just nice to have by my bedside table, even when I'm traveling, because I used to just lay my phone down. But now I can prop up my Apple Watch on here as well. And of course, it goes into that nightstand mode, which I think we talked about several weeks ago. But that is my tip for portable power. And I just now I can't travel anywhere. In fact, I move this upstairs and downstairs sometimes with me because I like it so much. The MagSafe Duo Charger.
1: That's a great tip, but and it reminds me of something else, which is sort of a live tip as we're you know speaking right now. If anyone is listening to this podcast using just audio, and most of the podcasts that I listen to, I just oh, listen yeah. to the audio. This might right. be an episode you might want to take a look at the YouTube page and look at the video version. And I'll tell you why. I have seen pictures of the MagSafe Duo Charger hundreds of times, Brett. And it wasn't right. until you just held it up that I realized it's actually a little bigger than I thought it was. I mean, I'm not oh, saying okay. it's bulky, but right, it's right, just right. it's a little bit taller. I actually was picturing something much smaller. Um, <laughs> um, and although it's very thin, it's almost like the size of a wallet. I, I always assumed it was oh, smaller. Oh, that's better. You know, I said so, a book,
0: yeah. Wallet. Anyway,
1: take a look at that's that. Right. Um. And But if folks are just listening to this, you know, you might want to take a look at the video because you'll get some good tips. So yes, with that, let me go me on to uh, the, the the charger I was going to talk about. And it's another one from Apple. It's Apple's <laughs> <Good>. MagSafe battery pack. This is yeah. one that Apple came out with in 2021. I resisted getting it for a while because of the price. It's $100. Bucks. Uh-huh, um, I've right. had one for a, <laughs> a little while now. And I tell you what. It's awesome. I I got it when it was on sale at Amazon. So I was able to get it for 80 bucks instead of 100. But Uh, I tell you, this thing is so nice. It is smooth on the edges. It's small on your hand. If I slip it in my pocket and I'm walking around, I don't even notice it's there. That's how light it is. (laughs) I could tell you how many ounces it is, but I don't care about that. All I care about is do I notice it in my pocket? I don't. So that's what's great. And then when you need to charge, you just flap it on the back of your iPhone, yeah, assuming so that you have nice. the MagSafe on there and it will start charging. And what's nice is when you put it on the back of your phone, on the front of your phone, it instantly shows you because right. Apple designs it, they can do this. It's on. You know How much power does your battery have? How right, much power right. does your iPhone currently have? And you can charge the iPhone from the battery. And then it's got all sorts of tricky things too, that if I wanted to keep that connected like this, I could plug it in uh, the cord to my charger and recharge my charger and rephone recharge my phone at the same time first it does the phone and then the charger um it's even got crazy things that if your phone is plugged in like maybe you're you're in your car using carplay so your phone it needs to be plugged in you can put the MagSafe battery on back of the phone and your phone will recharge the battery so it's got all sorts of like neat little trips yeah. tricks it's expensive it's more expensive than other batteries but i think it's got enough cool features that it's probably worth it. You can slip it in your pocket in the beginning of a day. And if later on in the afternoon, you're, you've been traveling, you're at Disney world, you're in a foreign country, you're just, you've been on the go all day long and you need that extra boost to get you through the end of the day. This'll get you there.
0: This is where I would say you get what you pay for. We've talked about this before, Jeff, I got this little cheaper one. much cheaper one from amazon i think i paid 13 dollars it was giga j guy j j i g a wireless and it works it works okay and it does the battery but it's nowhere near as slick and as smooth as the magsafe battery pack you're talking about in fact i can slap it on it, it, it it adheres to the back of the iphone but i have to like push a button for it to work anyway I'm just that was just my my public service announcement. But like, go ahead and just get the MagSafe battery pack and I got to get it the next time it goes on sale because (laughs) it's totally worth it. That was good, too. All right. My next one is most of us are going to have some kind of a battery pack that we're going to take with us. Uh, I think I've got one from Spygen. You're going to talk about one in just a moment. But here's one. that I, I've been looking for these, and I don't have the one that I have on the screen. I'm actually continuing to still use a very bulky version of one from Rav Power that I've had for several years, and it just won't quit, so I keep using it. But here's the thing. I like to find a battery pack that not only has a lightning cable for my iPhone charging, right, built in to the actual pack, I also want a USB-C cable built into the pack. I want it to have a USB-A port so that I can plug in like a separate cable if I need to. And and I want it to have the power prongs (laughs) so that I can just plug it directly into the wall. So the one that I got it shown on the screen here, I think this is called Brand Q. (laughs) That sounds very generic. But you can see it's only about $40 right now. And I just love it because... I don't have to have all of the additional cables. So sometimes if I just need that extra battery, then I will just pull this out. And, of course, I'm still using this RAV power one right now. And I will just be able to, like, pull out the cord. And on this one, I just have the cord sitting here and plug my iPhone right into that. I like just not having to carry the additional cords on there. So this is the brand Q. It's got a 10000 whatever that is, milli milliamps mm-hmm. <laughs> on the, on there, Jeff, you probably know a little bit better. But uh, I, we'll, we'll, by the way, we're going to have links for all of these and we'll provide that either in the show notes or you'll be able to download our little slide presentation here as well so that you can have the links to be able to see a lot of these things instead of having to uh, write them down. But that's one of the power ports that I like or the power packs that I like to keep with me. I've always been a fan of
1: Anchor's portable battery power, yeah. portable batteries. It's good. They're good quality. Um, this one here is called the Anchor Power Core 10,000 PD Redux. That 10,000 number you mentioned, Brett, good. it's a good yeah. one to look for. If a battery has 10,000 right, milliamps right. hours in it, that's enough that you can, you can recharge an iPhone pretty much all the way, um, mm-hmm. maybe not hundred percent. And it's also enough power that you can give a decent amount of charge to an iPod and uh, an iPad if you need to. Okay, so, okay, you know, good. if you go less than 10,000, you're compromising a little bit and, and and by the way, the, the Apple MagSafe one is less than 10,000, but if you have 10,000, that's a good number ah. to shoot for. I like this anchor power core because it's easy to hold. It's got nice smooth edges. It's right on the edge of being too heavy. It's, a, it's, it's certainly heavier than the Apple MagSafe one. You're gonna feel this one in your pocket, but it's not so bulky. It's not so okay. big. It has okay. lots of charge in it. I like it because it has both regular USB at the end and also USB-C so you can charge quickly. If you have an iPhone or an iPad that can charge more quickly, uh, or I guess maybe even a computer um, that can charge more quickly with USB-C. This will get you there. So this was nice. Okay. Price is right. I trust Anchor uh, to sell yeah, me something that's too. not going to blow up or something. So I mean, there are a million portable batteries out there, but I've yeah. been very happy with this one and I've used it on a whole bunch of trips and it's worked great for me. I do have to carry around a cord, so it doesn't have right, a fancy exactly. built-in cord like you have. <laughs> and sometimes it's nicer to get a smaller cord. So th- that's the downside of it, but um, but it works pretty well.
0: Good power in there. All right, so that was sort of the portable power, Jeff, that we were talking about, like you can just carry it in your hand. But let's switch over now to, in addition to the portable sides, you probably are going to need to bring with you, I mean, I used to call them extension cords, but today these are just, you know, the ability to have additional plugs, multiple plugs, because you Mm -hmm. have multiple devices. And here's one that I know you reviewed a while back, which is also really nice.
1: So here's the deal. This is for, you're, you're in your hotel room, you want to charge things at night. You're in a meeting, right. you right. want to plug into an outlet and charge a bunch of stuff. You're at the airport. And of course, some airports have like USB charging ports, but if you just see an outlet, you can plug in and charge a bunch right. of things. I have long, long, long been a fan. Another anchor product called the PowerPort. Now, before I rave about this product, let me tell you, they don't make it anymore. You can still uh. buy them on Amazon. And if you <laughs> search for PowerPort, you'll see lots of third-party imitations to do the same yeah. thing. But yeah. what I liked about the PowerPort is first of all, on one end, you had a whole bunch of ports like this one has four USB and then one USB-C, which is something you find in other ones. But the other end has just got a little thing that you plug a cord in. So what I would like is in like a hotel room or a meeting, your outlet was often be down at the ground. So I plug it in, the cord goes up (laughs) from the outlet, to this, and then this box sits on the desk. Sits so, on the desk, you right. know, I I I have had this for a number of years. I will continue to use it until it dies. And although right. you can still find them on on Amazon or other places, I, I encourage you. But just keep in mind that for whatever reason, Anchor has decided to move on to other products. My guess is they've moved on because they want to move more into USB C for all yeah, of the power right. instead of USB. And there's probably right. some good reasons for that. But if you can find it, I, this is one of the rare products that I would still recommend, even though it's not currently being produced.
0: Yeah, I think that you linked to this here a couple of years ago in your yeah. review, and again, we'll have the links on in the show notes as well, to where it is just an updated uh, version of it. And, and by the way, I don't know too much about this, but I know Anchor has always had this, they call it IQ technology. Yeah. Like somehow it, it, it moderates like how much power goes to a specific plug based on what's plugged into it. I mean, yeah. it's some magic in the background, but for me, it just gives that. a little more right right. Yeah, you
1: don't need to worry about that as much for apple devices because the iphone and the ipad they're only going to take as much power as they need right so they're not right. going to blow up but for some cheap product that you get from amazon that's you know uh, something really inexpensive maybe like a 14 dollar product you're talking about you know you need to watch out right. that it doesn't take too much power <laughs> and so it's nice that they that anchor builds that into their products so.
0: i do like anchor it's a-n-k-e-r for anybody mm-hmm. that's listening and you can tell both jeff and i are are pretty big fans okay I do exactly that, Jeff. I have my portable battery packs. I have my wall charges, exactly like what you're talking about. I use Anchor because I, I still like them the best. But here's a couple of other tips that I like to do when I'm traveling. First of all, Uh, I usually will take my laptop with me. And then, of course, I have my iPad and my iPhone with me just because that's the way that I travel. I'm usually doing a lot of work, so I have to have everything with me. Well, many times, instead of separately charging up my iPhone or my iPad, my MacBook Pro is going to have a big enough battery that I will just basically charge the iPhone or the iPad directly from my Mac. And I know that sounds a little obvious, but I find a lot of people don't, don't realize that you can do that. I carry several cables with me. And today, what i have is this is a USB-C to a lightning cable right so i plug one in into my macbook pro and then the lightning cable into my phone and it charges it just fine if nothing else it's an easy way because it's sitting right there next to it anyway and then something else you can do i think if you ha- this is uh requires an ipad pro that now has a usbc uh port on it that i can use the ipad to charge other devices and We've in fact it. this is Yeah. Okay, good. So this is this Apple support article here to where they're talking about other devices. I've used it, I think to charge my iPhone, but I think it looks like you can even do your, maybe your Apple watch or something (laughs) similar. So it sounds like you've done it. I mean, I just like having those options and I wanted people to know that, you know, if you're sitting there at a coffee shop or at the hotel you know at your desk with your macbook pro or your laptop you can use that to charge some other devices as well i i plug power into my macbook pro many times and then i've got unlimited power there and i just use that to charge my other devices good tip good stuff yeah good all right
1: so the next one I'm gonna talk on. about is although we don't longer have the power port from Anchor, this is what this is uh, this particular product I like, but it's also an example of the new wave of products. This pro- product is comes by a company called Satechi, S-A-T-E-C-H-I. Yeah. And it's their USB C three-part charger, three-port charger. But the okay. key of it is that it has the capital letter G, a small A, and a capital N, a yeah, charger. And that's this. the gallium nitride, if I have that okay. right, battery. But what it means is there has been a change in battery technology in recent history that allows um, chargers to be smaller but provide more power. And so before okay. today, okay. if you were gonna provide the extra power of USB-C on three different ports, you would need something quite large. But with a GAN charger, here's what I have in my hand. It's relatively small oh, nice. and it's got the three ports in it so I can charge three different devices. It's got a little, you know, that power outlet that, that flips up for yeah. travel so I can stick I in like it in my bag. It's not gonna <laughs> you know, scratch anything else. Right. Um, and I like this for two reasons. First of all, in my office, I use it next to my desk. I have a, an outlet next to oh. my desk. I plug this in. It's got three USB-Cs on it, and I have a cord coming out to recharge my iPad as I'm working. I have a cord coming out to charge my iPhone, and I have a cord coming out that has a USB-C Apple watch charger. So just in case I wanted to top off my Apple watch at work, I can do it. But when I travel, what I do is I just take those three cords and wrap it around this thing and I go, and this is what I will use at night. Now, again, I have to plug it directly into the wall. It doesn't have an extension cable like the um, power um, port did, but, um, but it works really well and it charges quickly because it's using USB-C. So my iPhone will charge Uh, more quickly quickly than it would with just a regular USB charge. So it's nice, it's small. And whether you get this particular one or any others, this is something to look for when you're looking for a wall charger is GAN technology. This is absolutely the future. And you're starting to see more and more companies take advantage of it and come out with smaller chargers that are more powerful as a result.
0: I keep hearing people talk about this, Jeff, and I just haven't taken the time to learn too much about it. And I haven't invested in a GAN charger yet, but this is... This is uh, making me believe. And it's still a little bit expensive, right? This one that you're talking about, I think, is like $75 at Amazon. Mm-hmm. And I know some of the other GAN chargers are a little pricey. But again, <laughs> I, I, I keep going back to this. Like, you're going to get what you pay for. Right. And these are the companies that we trust, like Sateki or Anku or, or something like that. And frankly, it's like I'm trusting these devices to power the, the, the devices that I'm using and that I depend on. And that's pretty important many times. All right. That was good. Woof. Okay. Done with the power side, although that was a big one because I know people are always asking us about making sure that we've got enough power with us. And what do we do? I mean, I'm using these things even in the car sometime. Sure. I'm using them almost anywhere that I'm going. And, and obviously this is not just for travel, but it, it's absolutely important. I think my wife calls it now. She's like, you got to make sure you have all the cables. So, you know, we've got a little bag and I've got another bag I'll show in just a moment that I use to make sure we have it all. Okay. Let's switch gears quickly. Road trip. Let's talk about some of the tips and gadgets. Jeff, that we like when we are in the car. And how about you start off with something that sounds simple, but it's very important as well
1: this app is called weather on the way. It's a great iPhone app. Yeah, Uh, there are lots of weather apps that will tell you what the current temperature is, and what it's going to be like an hour from now six hours from now eight hours from now. And that's fine. If you're staying in the same city, but if you're traveling, you're going to be on (laughs) the road. So i want to know what the temperature is, you know, now in New Orleans, but in a couple of hours in, you know, mobile, and then a couple hours after that in Birmingham, and a couple hours after that in Nashville, and this app candles all of that, you tell it where you are now and where you're going. And you can even have multiple stops if you're going to say i'm going to go from new orleans to atlanta and then over to someplace in kentucky and then over up to new york whatever your path is um and then it's going to sort of estimate how long you're going to be driving assuming interstate driving and so you can see hey when i get to kansas city at two o'clock in the afternoon the temperature it's going to be raining you know so just keep that in mind uh and it's so much more useful than something telling me what the temperature is going to be a few hours where i currently am because i ain't going to be here in a few hours oh that's so what a cute idea for an app Um, I, I think well, I'm cute.
0: downloading this because uh, t- tomorrow or very soon, my family were heading to Texas. So that's a long drive from where I am in Ohio. And I can think of this as excellent for the exact reason you're talking about. But then I can also think I don't know if I want my wife to know what the temperatures are going to be in central (laughs) Texas, (laughs) because it's going to be a little bit hotter than what it is here. She's already kind of looked it up, but But you you know, know she can only look it up with the forecast. Let me
1: give you exactly the forecast, because, you know, are we going to stop for lunch now or should we plow through and wait two or three hours later? That's true. You know that you're going to be able to avoid some weather that would help to influence your decisions
0: right oh that is so true okay good what an excellent app weather on the way as you as you start driving down excellent well i'm going to use that app in conjunction with my next app which is called iExit. i've talked about this app a lot and i love it i kept thinking that you know i wasn't gonna uh need it all the time but i love it it's a free app and i started using it a long time ago it really only works on interstates similar to what you were just talking about with weather on the way But what it does is it tells me what the next exits are going to be. So I obviously use GPS and Apple Maps or Google Maps when I'm driving anywhere. I like it because it shows me like how much time, you know, to the destination, that kind of a thing. And it'll show me some of the exits. But I've always loved how the iExit app provides everything for me. In fact, it tells me the next exit is, you know, 2.3 miles ahead. And then the next exit after that is 20 miles ahead or whatever it may be. Not only that, but you can tap into it and you can see what's going to be at those exits. And I find it to be pretty accurate. Uh, there's a couple of times I've gone and it was like, you know, it, what, the, the, the McDonald's was a little further away from the, the interstate that it said. But the reason I love this, Jeff, is because the kids are always asking in the backseat to stop and like get something to eat or they got to go to the bathroom or whatever the course may be. But now we can see what's going to be at the next at the next exit. In fact, I can even tell them it's like five miles. We got five miles into the next exit and we're going to get off. I know it sounds a little silly, but this is a free app that has been around for many, many years. And it's just really great to have. And it, it, it'll tell you the, the different uh, exits. It'll also today, which I don't, haven't used very much, but I think I'm going to do it for this trip. It'll tell you gas prices <laughs> at those various locations. I think it's pulling the info from like gas buddy or one of those other services that provides that. Um, I signed up for iExit, again, it's free. I don't think, I haven't paid anything on the premium side, but it's just nice to 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 have that. So that's my pick for yeah, road I've, trip on that. I've used
1: it for years. It's not perfect, sometimes it gets things wrong, right? but exactly. it is accurate more than often enough to make it work. And you can tell the kids, hey kids, if you can just hold on for 40 minutes, <laughs> we'll be at the Dairy Queen. And then right. it's like, okay. Right, exactly,
0: <laughs> they got it. All right, here's something that looks a little bit more gnarly, uh, Jeff. Yeah, you're so about.
1: unfortunately I've had situations where I've been in a road trip and the battery dies, you know, for one reason or the other overheating from driving or, you know, an older car. I had one instance where my son, when he was younger, left on a light inside of our van. And then we come back to the car two days later and little did we know, you know, nothing worse than having no power. But if you have something like this with you, it works great. This is the Wego Jumpstarter 22 and it allows you to jumpstart your car battery. Um, And the reason that it sort of relates for those of us who use an iPhone is, I mean, first of all, Let me talk about the jumpstart parts. This thing is so tiny. It's so nice. You don't have to worry about pulling your car up to another car and getting them close enough to get the connections. This little battery in it has the leads. It has the clamps. They're very nice clamps. They're the nicest clamps I've ever used um, because of the way that they work. They do a great job. You can clamp onto your battery. You can have this thing right there in your hood. Jumpstart your car. You're good to go. Additionally, however, um, it has um, a USB on it, so it could charge, it holds a big charge into it, as you can imagine, to jumpstart a car, and it could charge your iPhone. So I've had instances where, you know, I've been home and, you know, power's been out for a while because of a hurricane or something like that, or you're out somewhere, you know, wherever you are, you need battery power, hopefully you have some of those other battery solutions we've talked about, but you know what? Yeah. In a pinch, you need to call somebody, this could work. you know, you could use this too, to get some charge to your iPhone. So it could, it could save your iPhone, of course, save a little bit of power, just in case you need to jump your car. But, um, and I have this in my trunk and um, I've only oh, had one or two times. Nice. I have a relatively new car. I've only had one or two times I've ever had to use it, but boy, was it nice. You know, once I was actually at the airport and I'm like, oh my gosh, my car died at the airport. And right, I'm going right. to, because of where I was parked at the airport, like for someone to even come get to me, they would have to pay and drive all the way to the right, airport. Right. Whereas this thing, I just took it out, <laughs> recharged my battery and I was good to go. Um, in fact, I may have even talked about the story in the review you're talking about because I then went and realized I needed a new battery. got the battery <laughs> placed in my car, never had a problem since. So, you know, hopefully you never need to jumpstart your car but we all know sometimes you do sometimes and having you're this to. in the back of your trunk is a great thing to do. Every six months, I give myself a reminder just to recharge it, just to make sure that it's completely charged.
0: Works great. Oh, that's neat. Okay. Very good. Wow. I like that. Now I'm nervous that I don't have one I might have to, <laughs> for the trip. I might have to order one. Uh, okay. You and I have talked a lot about car play so many times and boy i you know after after talking a couple of weeks ago after wwdc i'm just even more excited about the future of carplay here's a couple of tips uh one that everybody should know and another one that i didn't even know number one you can rearrange the apps on your carplay screen and i say this because i i feel like to me when i first saw this i'm like well of course i should be able to do that and i was able to find out how how but I have found that a lot of people don't realize that you can do this once you plug in the way I like to do it is I plug in my phone into my car and then I go into settings on my iPhone. I guess you could actually do this even without plugging into the car, Jeff, but, you go into the settings on the iPhone and you can go into CarPlay on the settings on your iPhone and then you'll see your vehicle listed there. I think that's why I have to be in the car because I like to make sure that it's, that it's there and you can tap on the vehicle. Like we have a Honda minivan. So I tap on the Honda minivan and I can go in and move the icons around. You can't actually do this on the CarPlay screen. I think in most vehicles, but I like just kind of having the power to do the rearranging on the iPhone itself. Uh, so that's, that's just a quick re- you can rearrange those those apps so that I usually have the apps that I use the most on that first screen. And then I have some of the others that I can flip through as well. And then I gotta admit, I haven't tested this, Jeff. I'd be curious to know if you if you have, you can take a screenshot while you're in CarPlay. I didn't even know this. And I'm not sure exactly why you would want to, although sometimes like if you've got a song playing that you know you want to remember or something like that. (laughs) The way you take this is the same way you take a screenshot on your iPhone. Uh, for iPhones that have Face ID for example, you got to hit the volume up button and the on off on the other side of the screen and it takes a screenshot of whatever's on your iPhone screen. But if you've got it plugged in to CarPlay in your car when you push those two buttons, the screenshot will be taken of the CarPlay screen, actually both of them—both
1: so, your iPhone screen and your CarPlay screen. I'm oh, it does sure both of them. Works. Okay, I think it oh, does perfect. both of them. Yeah, and so you know, I'll give you an example. You know, you're yes. facing some horrible traffic that you're looking at in the maps. Like, I can't believe this traffic. You know, take a picture of it, and you're <laughs> do, from now, and you you can now laugh about it. Do you remember that horrible accident <laughs> we had on I-85 <laughs> way back when? Look how red the, the streets were. Ha ha ha! Glad that that's we're not so doing funny. That again. Okay, good. So. Well, that that helps then. and <laughs> yeah. it, and
0: it just saves it in your photos, just like any other screenshot. Anyway, just wanted like to. People know this a couple of car play tips
1: it's a good tip for travel too, because I'll give you a perfect example. I, when I'm just traveling in, in the city where I live, New Orleans, I just use Apple Maps. But when right. I'm on car trips, I will actually use the Waze app because, you know, Waze uh-huh. is crowdfunded. Yes. And if you've got things coming up, other people, right. not crowdfunded, crowdsourced. And so right. different people will actually explain, you know, here's what's coming up. Um, so you might want to have that on yeah. your screen as well. Now, oftentimes we'll do it is we'll have one person's driving and either my me or my wife, whoever's in the, the right. co-pilot Same seat, here. they will Same be looking here. at the Waze to try to get somewhere you know why are Same. we stopped right now oh, exactly such Jeff. And such. so um so good to have but just keep in mind that the apps you use when you're taking a car trip might be different than the apps that you normally use on carplay yeah
0: yeah good point good point Woo. okay enough on the cars then how about let's go to the skies the high flying friendly skies we got several neat neat little tips here how about uh i'll start off quickly with um something that I think probably everybody's aware of, and that is a flight tracker app. Uh, I got to be honest with you. I don't use these apps as much, Jeff. I have found that if I'm flying today, I can usually find almost as much information in the airline app itself. Like if I fly United or or Delta, I can go in there and it'll give me all kinds of information about my flight, whether it's coming in, whether it's going to go to. But I will tell you that there are sometimes if I'm waiting on someone else <laughs> that I got to pick up from the airport or so, I will use one of these flight tracker apps because it just kind of helps me keep a, you know, a bead on what's, what's going on. Or my wife sometimes will use these to follow my flight as they're coming in. Uh, two that I find most of the times I recommend and the ones that I have used in the past and I keep on my phone is flight aware. And the other one is Flight View. So Flight Aware and Flight View. Um, I I have a link here to um, this uh, LifeWire post where they basically uh, uh, recommend both of these as well. I find that these are going to be the most accurate out of a lot of them. I like the way that they prov- provide the information, and they're both free. So those would be the two that I recommend on there.
1: Great stuff. So. When I'm in an airplane, I love using my AirPods Pro because they're noise canceling, right? Yes. And so it reduces the hum of the airplane. And usually I'm going to listen to my iPhone, but sometimes you might want to listen to whatever is on the screen of the back of the seat in front of you, um, just because of the movie, or maybe they're watching like live TV, you know, live news, you might want to watch something that they're streaming through satellite. And uh, normally you can't use your your, um, your, your wireless headphones for that. But here's the way that you do it is you use a device called the AirFly and Uh the one that I have my hand here. This is the first generation. That's what you're showing on screen. They actually okay. now sell a, uh, I think the only one that they sell, um, 12 South is the company that makes it, is the AirFly Pro, which is even better because it can support two different headsets. So both you and whoever you're flying with could, could you know, share the, uh, use your wireless headphones. Um, right. And uh, But here's how it works. So in the place where you would plug in a pair of wired headphones, you just right. plug in a cord that just has, you know, one hand has the wired thing. And then the other oh. end, you plug it into the AirFly. And what that does is it takes this, the audio that's coming out and then it makes it into Bluetooth. So then you can connect whatever Bluetooth headphones that you want. That's what the original AirFly does. And it works <laughs> okay. well. I used it many times. Um, the AirFly Pro, the one that they currently sell that I don't have, it actually has another feature. It can work in reverse. It can say... I want you to, if I have an audio uh, player that only has an aux import, like an older car, for example, I can take my iPhone, send, you know, my music via Bluetooth, and this will receive the Bluetooth and then send it into the aux. So if you've oh. got, um, you know, an old car, if you've got an old amplifier in your house, you want to like send something to it and it doesn't have all the newfangled Bluetooth headphones. So it's, an, it's a cute little device that performs a neat little trick. Um, um, again, it's called, it's made for airplanes. That's why they call it AirFly. Right. But you can actually use it with all sorts of different devices. Um, I had one a while that I in fact, one of the last times that I, that I used this, I was using a very old iPod, you know, the iPods never had Bluetooth on them. And so I plugged this thing into my iPod and suddenly you are. I was using Bluetooth headphones, you know, my AirPods to listen to an iPod, <laughs> which, you know, giving it some Bluetooth that it never had back when those things were still alive. So it's a very, uh, it's got some great functions. If, if you, if any of these uses are something you could see yourself doing, um, I really don't know of any other product like this one. It's got a good reputation and 12 South is a great company, by, by the way, they make great products.
0: Absolutely. I've heard you talk about this before, and I and I have to admit, I keep thinking, yeah, but I, you know, I, I don't know if they would have a lo- use on it. But first of all, it is Twelve South. A a company that we, (laughs) a lot of of people like a lot. But as I see this picture, it's exactly what you described, Jeff, that they're plugged into like the back seat of an airplane. But the first thing I thought of is if I'm traveling, sometimes I'll go and use the treadmill at a hotel, right? And they'll have a little plug for my headphones. And I may not even have wired headphones, or maybe they'll sometimes share, uh, you know, have some disposable wired headphones there. But it's, oh, I'm always, there's a cord. And it's like sometimes I go too far. Far back of a treadmill, and it rips out the <laughs> the, uh, the 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 headphones. And so, having this would be perfect. Like that's even another uh, use that I can think of for the yep. travel side. So, oh, that's a great thing, AirFly. And you're right; um, it's AirFly Pro is what they call it now. Like you said, yeah, the, yeah. the next version on there, which looks like it's about fifty five dollars at least. Um, Sounds about right. Uh, retail retail cost on there, but man, that that's that's neat. Now now I feel like I've got a much better idea of exactly how it can work. Here's a quick tip for a boarding pass. And again, I feel like there are some people that know this. It's fairly obvious. But every time I get on a plane, Jeff, I see so many people struggle when they need to scan their boarding pass if they haven't printed it out. Number one, many of them print it out, which I still don't don't get right now. But if they don't print it out, they're standing there fumbling with their phone trying to open up the airline app, right, or the email that the airline sent them with their boarding pass. And it just they go in and they mess around and it just it it, it, it gums up the whole thing. I know. <laughs> I see just, you shave it out. Here's the thing: it is so easy to add your boarding pass to your Apple Wallet. And some people ask me, "Well, why would I want it to add to my Apple Wallet? I'm not going to buy anything, of course not." But here's the thing: what I typically do is I go to my airline app when I check in. So I go to United. You know, 24 hours before I can check in, and as soon as I do that, it'll say. Well, now you can get your boarding pass. You want us to email it to you. Uh, you can always come back to the app and see it. Or there's a little button, usually in the top corner or the bottom corner, that says "Add to Apple Wallet." And when I tap that, it immediately adds the entire boarding pass. I've got a picture here on my screen that it adds the boarding pass to my wallet. Not only then is the boarding pass so easily accessible inside my Apple Wallet, but several hours before my flight. The Apple wallet will provide a notification on my lock screen that says the key. Exactly, Jeff. And it'll say, Hey, you, you have this flight, you know, here it is. And it'll leave an update if my gate changes. But what's so great about it is I simply just open up my phone. It turns on when I pull it up and I simply tap on that little notification on my lock screen and boom. Immediately my boarding pass shows up on the screen. And in fact, the screen even goes bright, right? So that it's it's bright enough that it can be scanned either at the TSA location or at the boarding gate itself. And then it's so much easier than what I see people doing all the time, trying to fumble and open up the app. Oh, I'm sorry, I had it just I just had it here. Or they email and they have to like make it bigger. So easy to add your boarding pass to your Apple wallet. So that's my little tip. Yeah, great, great tip. Um so I
1: talked before about downloading things before your trip. And here's a specific one yeah. for travel. You know, lots of times you're on an airplane and it used to be they would have lots of magazines in the back of the seat packet in front of you, you know. Um, <laughs> here's what more. I recommend. There's a cute little, a nice little app called Flipster. And it works with your local library. And so when you, when you start up the app, you know, tell it what local library you use and give it your library card number. So you have to have a library card, which is free, of course. Okay. okay. And then from there, you can actually download the current and past issues of a whole uh. bunch of magazines. And this is nice because that way, if you're wow. just sitting there on the plane, you want to do something casually, you can just flip through some magazines. And when I say some magazines, this is just some of them. Bon Appetit, Car and Driver, Condé Nast Traveler, Whoa. Consumer Reports, Cosmopolitan, Country Living, Eating Well, Entertainment Weekly, Esquire, Food and Wine, GQ, In Style, Martha Stewart Living, uh, New Yorker, People, Popular Science, Rolling Stone, Sports Illustrated, <laughs> Vanity Fair, great issue article in Vanity Fair recently about Star Wars stuff for those of us that love Star Wars, Vogue, nice. Wired, and many, 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 many more. And the ones that you get Depend upon what deals your local library has. So, for example, I live in New Orleans. There's a magazine called New Orleans, which I can get through Flipster, Um, but I wouldn't expect you to be able to get that if you live in Ohio. Um, But the nice thing is, you can download these magazines. Now, you might say, Hey, Jeff, I already have Apple News Plus. Apple News Plus is great. That's fine. But remember, first of all, you need to have an internet connection, which you're not going to have on a plane. Second of all, One of the things that Flipster does, which I like, is it's the full screen of every page of the magazine. So it looks like the magazine. Turn your iPad on its side and it's full page. Apple News Plus extracts the text, which is nice because you can make the font bigger and smaller. But like sometimes you just want to casually flip through a magazine, you know, much like you might do in a doctor's waiting office. And many of these magazines, I mean, I might download an issue of people and you know how much time I spend looking at that issue, about 60 seconds or so. But that's fine. I just flip through people. And then when Flip I'm done, it. Yeah. and I move on. I didn't pay anything for it. Maybe I'll look through Rolling Stone. Maybe there's only one article I want to read in there. And then I'll go on to look at Vanity Fair or Wired or whatever else. And so just, you know, load up on your iPad, a whole bunch of, I'm assuming you have an iPad, of course, um, load up your iPad with a whole bunch of recent issues. Um, the issues will stay on there for, it depends upon the publication between a couple of days and a couple in a week, you, you right. really want to download these, you know, like the day before your flight. And then you'll have all these magazines that you won't have to actually carry them around with you. You won't have to pay for them at the bookstore at the airport. You'll just have them, you flip right. through them and then you're done.
0: That's great. I do like the idea that it is like the full page of the magazine, Jeff, because as much as as I know, I've talked to so many people over the years about, you know, keeping your 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 documents digital and keeping it, you know, there is something to be said, like your eyes and your brain take in, they can take in a wide panorama mm-hmm. of information. That, that That's a great tip. And the there. ads too. When that. I'm
1: flipping through a magazine, right, I actually right. sort of like to see the ads. You know, sometimes right. if I'm, you know, th- th- my, just, just to see them, you never know what it's going to be in there. It's going to be interesting.
0: That is for magazines. Here is a similar tip quickly that I'll go through for books. So many of you probably already know your library offers you digital book rentals. So you can get a book out. My favorite app to do this on is called Libby. It's from the company called Overdrive, which I actually think is here in Ohio. But they have a multitude of libraries and pr- pretty much any library that you have. So again, just like you said, Jeff, you have to have a library card and you will log into Libby with that library card and then it accesses your local library there. You can go in and search in Libby to see if you've got a book. But here's the thing, you can read the book in the Libby app but I choose to read instead that rented book in the Kindle app, the Amazon hmm. Kindle app. And people think, well, wait a minute, that sounds a little weird. Well, they'll let you do it. And there's a few things that I like a little bit more about Kindle. I think they just do a much better job on the interface of allowing you to read the book and and, and make the font size bigger or smaller, or the justification. I have a few more ways that I can customize the look and feel of the book in the Kindle app. So what you do is you rent the book through your Libby app and it'll actually ask you in Libby, do you want to read it in Libby or do you want to read it in your Amazon Kindle? And you just got to go through a like quick web page to say, I want to read this in my Kindle app. Not only do I get additional options on how to read the book, I also like the fact that in the Kindle app, it allows you to highlight sentences or paragraphs or whatever. Because normally if I had a a physical book that was something like a, you know, a help book or a business book. I like to have highlighters and I like to write in the margins and stuff like a lot of people. But if it's a digital book, I don't have the ability to do that. But in the Kindle app, I can highlight everything. And then the best thing for me is because I'm doing it in the Kindle app on my Amazon uh, account, I can then go to my Amazon page of highlights. It's a, it's a kind of a weird little URL here. It's read.amazon.com slash notebook. And here I'll bring up the little Amazon support uh, page on this. But this is really nice. If you've got a regular Kindle and you get books through Amazon, it works the same way. It's just that I like being able to read my rented books from my library, digital books, in the Kindle app. I can then highlight sections or annotate even some sections, put a note in it if I want to. And then at the end of the day, when I want to go back and see all of those highlights that I've made of the books, I can just go to that 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 URL, readonamazon.com slash notebook, I always have to look it up, though, because I always forget it, but it gives me all of the highlights. Now, the only thing that I would say quickly, a disclaimer, is sometimes because of copyright issues and stuff, you may not be able to you may have a limit on how many highlights that you can see in that. Uh, In that list. And in some cases, it doesn't allow you to to highlight some text. I'm not exactly sure how the copyright works and all that. But anyway, I know that that's several tips rolled into one. But you rent books from your library on Libby. I like to read that book inside the Kindle app. And then I like to do my highlights in the Kindle app as well. So that's my tip on reading books. I've
1: taken a library book out. I've read it. And then I, you know, you know, digitally return it. I say in quotes because it just sort of goes back. So you no longer have the book to read, but you can still see the snippet that you saved from that book from two years ago. That's nice. And then if you, of course, you want to, if you want to check out the book again, you could check it out again.
0: Cool. Exactly. But that that. way, and there isn't an easy way to export all of those highlights. That's the only Mm -hmm. thing, because again, I think it's copyright issues that Amazon cannot do that. But I can go back at least and remember like a sentence because if I don't do it this way, Jeff, a lot of times I'll have another notebook next to me And I'll like handwrite notes sometime, which is fine, too. And sometimes I'll even do that on my iPad. And sometimes I'll even do it, you know, with an iPad and split screen, that kind of a thing. But I do like the fact that I have the confidence that in Kindle, if I highlight something, it'll be there and available for me. Cool. Now, here's a um, little piggyback uh, t- tip. From yeah, I talked the, about you this you talked about earlier. Before. This is just yeah. the
1: idea that, you know, download stuff before you leave. So we can go on to the yeah. next tip.
0: And, and I just quickly say, I didn't think too much about this, but my 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 daughter, as we go on our trip, she needed a couple of videos for finishing up some school. She's still doing a couple of things in school. And, and sure enough, we have it on my network attached storage, but she doesn't know where we're going to have – she wants to be able to watch it in the car, which we could do a hotspot and stuff like that. But we, that's exactly what we did. We just downloaded it quickly so that she would have access to that. All right. How about maybe three – I think we got three chip tips real quick on the security side. Jeff, you go first. So the first one is, you know, security
1: cameras and those types of smart home appliances are always useful, you know, even if you're just home, you know, you just want to see what's going on in the backyard. But I I actually particularly like them when I'm traveling because you're away from home, you just want to check things out. Now, if you, you know, you can decide, do I want to have a camera inside of my house that I can look at remotely because is there a chance that somebody else could hack into that? I actually don't have any interior cameras right now, but I do have cameras in my front and backyard and it Uh has been nice when I'm on vacation, you can just quickly see, you know is there something that was left on my front porch? Because if so, I might want to right, ask one of my right. neighbors to grab it for me or something like that, right. or something like that. Or is there anything going on in my backyard? And then additionally, if you had, and, and the ones that I happen to use is the Eufy cam, but you know, there's many cameras out there that work with Kit yeah. and other yeah. Apple technology. Um, so that's, I, I like the Eufy cams, they work well for that. And then a motion detector can be useful too. So like I have a motion detector that in my backyard between certain hours, basically sunset to sunrise, if there's motion um, it will detect it and it will make a light come on, hopefully to scare away any bad guys that maybe, you know, hopefully it right. never happens, but up to right. no good. And likewise, you can have indoor motion detectors too. I've got one in my home theater room so that when you walk in there, it'll turn the lights on automatically if if nobody's been in the room in a few hours. Uh, but you can guarantee that if I'm on vacation and nobody should be at my house and suddenly yeah. I can get an alert <laughs> that says there's some motion right. detected in my TV right. room, I'm going to want to know what's going on there. So um, just keep in mind that these things are useful when you're at home but they also have a nice use when you're away from home.
0: Yeah, excellent. When you are away from home and you know that you need to get on the internet and maybe the only option for you is like a Starbucks or a Panera Bread or somewhere where you have public accessible Wi-Fi, which is great. I I always talk about the benefits and risks associated with technology, right? The benefits of having public Wi-Fi is fantastic, but the risk is it's open. It's public. Anybody can get on it. If you are a professional that has a little bit of a concern, like you just want a little bit of an extra layer of security, it is those scenarios where I tell people, turn on a VPN, a virtual private network. I don't use a VPN all the time because many times I'm on my office network or my home network, which I trust. I've got it secured, right? It's got a password on it. But if I go somewhere where I just need to check my email or send something that's a little bit sensitive, you know, to Dropbox or something, and I'm sitting at a rest stop somewhere, I'm going to turn on the VPN before I connect. And there are many VPNs out there. In fact, I've got a link here to Tom's, uh, Tom's guide where they're talking about the best VPN services. We hear a lot about an Express VPN or Nord VPN. One that I typically always recommend, Jeff, is TunnelBear, just like it sounds, TunnelBear. First of all, because it's such a cute website, (laughs) if you go to TunnelBear.com, there's literally a little bear that comes out of a tunnel, and here he comes out, and he starts (laughs) roaring there. So that's fantastic. I love it. But second of all, they offer a free VPN plan because some of those others, most of them will offer some amount of a free version, but I tell people if you've never used a VPN before, this is a good Uh, cute service to start with. You can do 500 megabytes for free every month. That's not a lot, but it is enough. That you can get your feet wet in it, right? You can turn it on. You can see how it works. It's a very uh, familiar, uh, friendly interface. It can be for Windows, Mac, iPhone, iPad. I've got them across all of my devices on there. And if you really like it, I just worked with somebody that, that started traveling in Europe and they needed to make sure they had it a secure, uh, method of communication while they were there. So they're using TunnelBear. It's about $60 a year. I think it even goes a little bit cheaper if you buy multiple years. But again, even if you've never used a VPN, this is a good way to get your feet wet with it. And then if you decide you really do like having a VPN, you might want to look at some of the other ones like ExpressVPN or NordVPN or frankly just stay with TunnelBear. I think it's one of the best ones to use. Yeah. Whenever you're thinking about,
1: uh, you know, using public Wi-Fi, it's, it's just a question of who do you trust? You know, if I'm in the Wi-Fi in the hotel, do I trust the hotel not to sleep on yeah, me? Or exactly. even if the hotel is doing the right thing, do I trust the other people at the hotel who may not right. even work for the hotel, not to sleep on me? Vers- versus when you use a VPN, now you're still trusting somebody, but this time you're trusting the VPN company right. and a company right. like Tunnel Bear that's been around forever, you know, it would completely destroy their business model for them to sell your personal information. Right. And so you have to assume that, even if you just want to be you know they just have the economic interest in in doing right by you whereas a random person that's you know some stranger in a hotel that's monitoring the traffic you know right could care right. less about you so i mean that you know I, I think there's a value to these and i've definitely used them uh, a number of times in the past um just to give you a little bit extra privacy
0: yeah like i said i don't use it all the time but if i know yeah. that i'm on public wi-fi to yeah. me those at the time turn it on for sure
1: yeah Traveling internationally can be troubling because when you go (laughs) into another country and when you come back into the United States, you know, customs, I'll just speak about the United States for a second. They've got incredibly wide control. And so before you come Mm -hmm. back in the U.S., they can basically ask to go through all of your stuff. You don't have a lot of Fourth Amendment rights. You know, you have different types of rights there. And one that you hear people talk about is, you know, the Border Patrol agent wanted to look through my iPhone and he wanted to hook it up to a machine to download all my contacts and stuff like that, does that concern you from a privacy standpoint? Mm -hmm. I don't have a good answer for this. I hear attorneys, since I'm an attorney, talk to me about this and say, gosh, I've got confidential information on here. Uh And I've posted about this in the past. There are some steps that you can take to say, I'm an attorney. I've got confidential information, but it ain't easy. So to try to help you to navigate this difficult situation, the one password app, a password manager app that I use has a mode called travel mode that they've had for a few years. And the idea is some of your most secret stuff is going to be, in one password, right? Your password, stuff like that. I wouldn't want someone else to have a copy of that. So the way that this would work is that before you're approaching customs or whatever, you basically activate a mode on one password that it wipes out all the information. So it has no passwords. So even if the border patrol person copied your entire iPhone, that wouldn't have your passwords. And then once you're done and you're somewhere safe on on a safe Wi-Fi connection, for example, maybe using VPN, um, then you flip it back the other way and it will download from the one password's very secure server and it will repopulate all of your confidential information. So it is, I haven't used it in practice myself yet but I'm very much aware that it's out there. And if you're Mm -hmm. traveling internationally a lot and you know, some people tell me all the time that they sail through customs, no one ever stops them. often when they're white males, other people say maybe they get stopped a little bit more often because of the color of their skin or whatever the reason is. And it's not necessarily fair, but it is life. And so if you feel like this is something that is a concern for you, uh, just keep this in mind. And there's other things that you can do too, to try to protect yourself, but it's a very difficult situation because once they ask you, and of course, I'm talking about America, you go into another country, they may have their Uh, own rules and they may say, you know, turn over all your stuff. And I, I hear people say that when you're in, you know, some countries like China or maybe even Russia, They might be constantly monitoring your stuff. You you, got to be careful out there. You just, there's there's no, I wish I could tell you, here's the answer that solves all the problems. I don't have the answer. Not that easy. But one part of the answer might be travel mode on 1Password.
0: We are at the end now. And just a few more to go quickly. So I guess not quite the end, but the end, the last section, travel grab bag. Here's just a few things quickly that we wanted to share at the very end as we finish up here, Jeff. This is, this is so fun. I would keep going. But you first talk about foreign languages and translation apps.
1: So here's the fun part of traveling internationally is foreign languages. I always find it sort of a puzzle, you know, can I communicate with the other people? Can I understand what they're telling me? So to get yourself ready for travel, there's tons and tons of apps out there that you can use. But the one that I've enjoyed using is called Duolingo. You can pay for it. uh, There's a free version with ads and stuff. You can pay for 13 bucks for a month and you can get it ad free and um, it will basically help you learn a foreign language. And, you know, you're not going to become fluent in a month, but if you stick with it for a long time, you can get pretty good. Or even if you just get the basics, at least you'll be able to, you know, ask simple questions and understand simple answers. So I like Duolingo, but there are other apps out there good as well. Uh, one that's useful when you're in country is the ability to actually translate. Like, for example, if you're looking at a menu and you don't understand what is the menu saying. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the, I have gone through a whole bunch of the apps And I come back to the two big ones, the Apple (laughs) Translate app and the Google Translate app. The Google one is nice because it has a camera feature that when you're in the Google Translate app, you can tap on the camera icon and you could point at a sign or a menu or something that's written in a foreign language and you can, and it will automatically translate it to English on top of those words. So it's like, you'll be seeing the menu in front of you, but superimposed on top of where they would be, you know, the French or the Spanish or the Italian or the German will be the English words, so that way you know that you're about to order octopus, which is fine if you want the octopus, but not good (laughs) if you don't want the octopus. Um, So it's really cool that this works. But they have other great features, too. You can, of course, type in a phrase. And it will show you how to say it in another language and it will speak it so you can hear it Um, or you can just speak the phrase using the microphone and therefore you can just say something quickly and it will have the translated version, which it can say out loud or you can just hold it up and the other person can see it that doesn't speak English. And one thing that both the Apple and the Google app have is a mode that's called um, trans. Uh, forget what the mode oh it's it's a full screen mode where i oh. can so let's just say i you know i have a phrase like you know which way do I go to get to the train station? And then I translate it into, you know, whatever, Italian. You can tap one button in both of those apps and you can flip your iPhone sideways and then full screen, very, very large letters against a a contrasting color background. It will have, which way do you go? And that way you could just hold it up to somebody and they may not speak (laughs) English, but they could read those big words and they can point you to the right direction, which is really nice. I like that. Another thing is both Google Translate and Apple Translate have conversation modes. And I think the Apple one is better, but to each his own. The way the Apple one can work is you can put it in a face-to-face mode so that it takes your iPhone and the bottom half of your iPhone that's closer to you is showing you what you're saying or typing in English. And the top half of the iPhone is showing you flipped. As you're typing it in English, it's translating it into another language. So you can hold your iPhone out And you you know, you're sort of close to the other person, but you could be talking and it will transcribe what you have. And the other person will be seeing as they're looking at the other side of your iPhone, the words coming across in their language, and then they can hold down the button and they can say something in whatever language, Chinese or whatever, and you see it on your end. It is you know, uh, for folks that ever read the uh, the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy series, you know, the right. babble fish that you stick in your ear and it right. automatically translates things. Right. You know, this is science fiction almost coming to life. And yeah, these Star translation Trek services, trans- Star Trek, same thing. These translation services have gotten so much better over the last wow. decade. It is amazing. And I think of travel that I did internationally 20 years ago, and right. boy, would I have loved to have these features. Yeah. So anyway, Duolingo is a nice one to get ready for your trip, and both the Apple and the Google Translate apps
0: are great for when you're in that foreign country great now I want to travel to a foreign country just to be able to try (laughs) that out that's a that's a good reason to travel isn't it okay my grab bag quickly is cases there's so many cases out there I know but I got to tell you one that I've stumbled upon I found this company Tom Talk T-O-M-T-O-C for my MacBook Pro I liked it so much when I got my new iPad Pro I wanted a Tom Talk as well and I love this now I don't do a lot of cases um I have the keyboard on my iPad, but when I'm traveling, I want to slip it into my briefcase, Jeff. I like to have just a very soft cover uh case that I can slip it in and out. Because I feel like I just it, it helps me, you know, not have any scratches on it, that kind of a thing. Well, this TomTalk, you can see it's a very simple case on here, but I liked it because at the very top, it not only allows me to keep my iPad in it, but I can keep my pen, my Apple Pencil. Uh, magnetically adhered to the top of the iPad as well. And it just slips in and that's all I want. I just wanted something very simple to be able to pull this uh, iPad in and out so that when I need to go on a trip or put it in my briefcase, I can just slip it right in. Uh, You can see it's about $25. I think I got it for a little bit less than that. But TomTalk is a company that I have really started to like what they're doing for their cases for both the MacBooks uh, as well as the uh, iPad. That's T-O-M-T-O-C, tomtalk.com.
1: The requirements for COVID tests are changing for travel um, almost every week, but if you do need to do a COVID test, um, the one that I would recommend that you use is from a company called On Go. You can get them from Amazon. And what I like about the On Go, um, and some of its its competitors have this well, but On Go works really well, is it has a nice iPhone app that walks you through every single step that you need to do. Again, all of us are smart enough that we can read some instructions, although they're often written in very small type on this piece of paper, and you may not have a light to see it. But it's so much easier. I've done a bunch of tests from a bunch of different companies and the OnGo works great because you follow the on-screen instructions. It gives you big pictures. When you have to have a timer to oh, wait like for this. something, it gives yeah. you the timer. It's just all there. You take a picture of it at the end. So it is, you know, your iPhone makes it much easier to do a COVID-19 test. So if you need to do it, I recommend this one.
0: Yeah, this was this is uh yep. Oh, well, this one's still uh, not available. But something similar to this. Mine were not that same that brand, but it was the same kind of a thing. They had an app on there. And just just the ability to have an app to follow along is uh, is really, really useful on that. Okay, my last tip quickly, anything from Tom Ben. (laughs) I have followed (laughs) this company. (laughs) company. I have followed this company for a long time, Jeff. I think you know of of them as well. And they're I think they're based out of Washington. And they pretty much have been bag makers for I don't know how many years. I mean, literally, Tom, Mr. Tom Ben himself started the company many, many years ago. And I just I, I just one of these companies that I enjoy following a lot. Here are three recommendations quickly. They are a little bit pricey because they are handmade. And I got to tell you, um, I'm still using a briefcase. I think that I got from Tom Ben maybe about 19 and a half years ago. Wow. And the only thing, like one little plastic uh, uh, clip has has broken off just on one side. It still works just fine. The first uh, recommendation is the Aeronaut. It's a pretty big bag. It fits under the seat in an airplane. I love it because it's got two nice pockets on the side so that I can put a pair of shoes in. And it's got a big pocket for to, that opens in the middle that I can stuff a whole lot of stuff in. And then you can also convert it into a backpack. Love this bag. Take it with me everywhere. Second, they have one of the best shoulder straps that I have ever used on any bag. And I know that sounds a little silly, like I'm talking about shoulder straps. You got one? Oh, you got it. (laughs) The the thing is, Jeff, it's so wonderful because it's got some kind of an elastic in the top of it, right? So even if it's a heavy bag, if it was just a regular strap... I know it would be cutting into my shoulder all the time, but they've got some padding on this and just magic that they put into the elasticity of it so that the bag will kind of jiggle up and down just a little bit sometimes, but it just takes that stress off of the shoulder. Uh, so I love it. So get their shoulder straps. And then lastly, I pretty much never travel without this little bag. This is an older version of what they call the snake charmer. Huh. So you can imagine when it talks about cables here, this is a little bag. It's got two pockets on either side. It's got a little bit of a mesh outline here so that I can see inside to see. Uh, the cables that I'm looking for. It's not completely clear or plastic clear because I wouldn't like that, right? This is more of like a cloth thing so that I can see what's inside that adapter. And I love it. It's fairly compact, although sometimes I kind of stuff it pretty big. But like, for example, when I travel, this is my traveling microphone that I use when I'm I'm on the road, Jeff, but we still got to record. So I've got it all packed in there. But I just like the fact it's called the Snake Charmer from Tom Bin, and it's only $30. Uh, I think right now it may be uh, not available, but that would be the the first recommendation that I would have is the little snake charmer. If you need a little bag to carry all those cables with you, I've used their
1: products for probably just as long, a decade. Yeah,
0: Sometimes exactly. things will
1: become unavailable because they're a small shop and they make things right. and, and then it'll become available again. The shoulder strap that I bought with my original bag, it's the bag that I take into work every single day um, after <laughs> like, I don't even know, six years, seven years, it started <laughs> right. to get sort of worn out. So like, I just bought another one for what are they like 20 bucks, something like that yep. and, or whatever it is. I bought another one, stuck it on there. It was like brand new again. Yeah. So comfortable. Um, yeah. I use mine every it's single day and the quality, oh, good. You, you pay a little bit more, but it's just so durable they have they're they great about pockets and like, they have a system that a lot of their products will have these little clips in it. And then you can go on their website and you can buy like all these little pockets. So like, I want a clear pocket. I want a big one. I want a small (laughs) one. I want a pocket for some stuff that I want to protect in there. And, um, you can just, it's, it's, it's perfect. It's, it's great. If if you you, you were type A about storage, oh my goodness. So you're going to love the Tom Ben website. It's it's Tom (laughs) Ben. Okay.
0: Very good. Bring us home, Jeff. Last one. I mentioned this one.
1: Sometimes you're taking a video and you know, you're on vacation. You want to record. (laughs) the kids doing something funny. If you just hold up your iPhone for a while, your hand's going to get tired after a while. But if you take your iPhone and if you put it on the... Um, Glyph, G-L-I-F by Studio Neat. Yeah. Um, you're just holding a handle, which is so much easier and so much com- more comfortable in your hand. And you could hold up your iPhone and I could, I could take, you know, my daughter might be playing an entire, you know, hour long soccer game, basketball game, and I can hold this thing up and it feels great. So it's great for at home when you want to take video. It's great for when you're traveling and you want to take video. It doesn't work as well for still photography. For there, you can just hold your iPhone. But yeah. if you're going to be using, your, and the iPhone parenthetically is fantastic for video. I mean, I think the iPhone is better than just about any consumer video camera you can buy. You can argue about whether the still camera on an iPhone is better or worse than some high end, you know, Nikon and Canon and Sony stuff. But when it comes to video, iPhone works great. So with a hand grip and a wrist strap from Studio Neat makes it a lot easier. I highly recommend that.
0: I'll just quickly say on the iPhone, you know, I think I t- we talked last week about the Apple or a week some, some time ago the Apple 4K TV was on sale, so I did pull the trigger on that, Yay. and now I got to tell you i'm recording on my iphone in that 4k video jeff and it looks amazing looks so great to your point about using the iphone like it, it it's good enough for the vast majority of people right i'm not a professional photographer i'm never going to be probably but man the power i have in the hand with my iphone is really incredible on that good stuff Wow. Okay. We've come to the end of it now, Jeff. Thank you so much. I know we went over a little bit longer than what we normally do, but we hope that some of this was helpful for all of you out there. A treasure trove of travel tips and trinkets. Thanks for joining me, Jeff. And uh yeah, we'll talk to you next week. Sounds good. Thanks, Brett. Bye-bye, everybody.